Warning. What follows is a story of monsters, madness, and mayhem. I'm Nick. I'm Zach. Welcome to Weird and Feared, a barely educational podcast about global folklore that aims to enlighten, entertain, and expand your world. There we go. Boom. What's going on? Not much. Just hanging out. Yeah? Ready to talk about some... You're feeling spooky. Some stuff. You're feeling spooky? Some spooky stuff. Yes, I like that. Yeah. I'm a fan. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Well. Yeah. So, like, we do it every once in a while, but in case we got new listeners... Sure. I'm going to tell you a story. You're going to listen. I am going to listen <laughs> And that's, I like that. that's uh, very, what you're going to do. It's very authoritative. You sit there and you're going to listen. Yeah. All right. And you're going to like it. I am. Probably. Well, usually. I, 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 yeah, Typically. I, I think I always, most often, I think. Yeah, but you don't know what I'm, you don't know what we're getting at. That's, no. uh That's the format we go for here. That's the ride. That's the wild ride we chose. Mm-hmm. So, early England. Ooh. Pretty fascinating from a historical standpoint. Yes. Uh, put simply, it was a big island, and a lot of people wanted it. They really did. I mean, if you <laughs> narrow it down, <laughs> they really, really did. They really did. That's the basis that's of it. That's a great summation. I mean, it's, it's kind perfect. of how our country was founded. It was a bigger island. It was, though. yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. And we wanted it. We we did want it. Uh, we made sure. But that being said, uh, it was mostly formed out of a Germanic tribe of peoples known as the Angles. Yes. Germanic tribes are kind of what uh, makes up a lot of early people of Northwestern Europe. Again, that is putting it pretty simply. Right. <laughs> right. We don't need to go into uh, the entire origins of man. Man, I really want to. Maybe yeah. we will. We might sometime. Well, we might get into hypothetical origins of man. Mm. We've, mm. we've probably done that before. We've touched on it. Yeah. But this is uh, a, little bit, a little bit different. Wars and invasions and the church and all sorts of fun stuff from around 500 AD until about 1100-ish. Okay. Kind of get us all kind of mingled in together where we need to be uh, in England for what I'm telling you right now. Yes, gotcha. (laughs) Because there's a lot of history there. Right. We don't need to go that hard. No. Not yet. So I would love to do all the history and... England and Viking invasions and all the crazy wars between the Britons, the Saxons, the right. all that stuff. Normans and yeah, yeah. Everybody, like you said, it's an island and everybody wanted it. Right. Yeah. Um, so let's stay on. T- let's try to stay on <laughs> yeah, topic here. Sure. Uh, I mean, I, I would love you to tell me a whole history story. I'm like, oh yeah, there's a monster. Yeah. Like what? That would take a long time. It would. But, yeah. but anyways, yes. Springish. Yes. Okay. The year 1127. Ooh, okay. The earliest known description of a sighting of black hounds in the woods. Oh. So this just comes straight from Wikipedia. Sure. 
It's very reliable. So let no one be surprised at the truth of what we are about to relate. For it was common knowledge throughout the whole country that immediately after Abbot Henry of Poitou's arrival at Peterborough Abbey, it was Sunday when they sing Exerge Quere, many men both saw and heard a great number of huntsmen hunting. The huntsmen were black, huge, and hideous. They rode on black horses and on black he-goats, and the hounds were jet black with eyes like saucers and horrible. This was seen in the very deer park of the town of Peterborough and in all the woods that stretch from that same town to Stamford. And in the night the monks heard them sounding and winding their horns. Reliable witnesses who kept watch in the night declared that they might well have been as many as twenty or thirty of them winding their horns as near they could tell. This was seen and heard from the time of his arrival all through Lent and right up to Easter. Obviously, this is a translation from Old English. Yes. Uh, it was from the Peterborough Abbey, though. Okay. That's intense. Right. Huh. It's dramatic. A lot going on in there. Yeah, I, I think so. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this sighting, from what it sounds like, uh, is actually... R- what they were seeing here with these huntsmen and the hounds and all these guys pouring through the woods is what is typically referred to as the wild hunt. All right. The wild hunt is a phenomenon that spans most of Western culture. And with most folklore, how we kind of talked about this last week. Yes. It's called the wild hunt. And that was because of the brothers Grimm. Yes. It was some of their folklore that they gave it a certain name, and it stuck a little bit better through time. Yeah, those guys are knocking out of the park. Yeah, but it was also known in other parts of the world as the Wild Army, the Furious Army, Odin's Hunt, Cain's Hunt, the Devil's Dandy Dogs. <laughs> Get out of here. Gabriel's Hounds, oh. the Hounds of Anwin, or Ghost Riders. The list goes on and on. So they picked like the most boring one. Well, it's intense. I mean, it's pretty cool. The wild hunt is good, but like, what was the devil? What was the one? The devil's dandy dogs. Get out of here, man! <laughs> the devil's dandy dogs. Yeah, I like it. But yes, the wild hunt. It's a good job. Yeah, uh, I mean, the list goes on for all the names. Like that was just yeah a handful that I was yeah. looking through the list. And those all kind of jumped out at me. Um, they're all very cool. And I would like to read in more detail on all of them, each individually at some point. But it is just the whole purpose for me telling you that was so you know it's a global phenomenon. Yes. But what is it? You know, it's pretty much like what our friend, the monker cleric at Peterborough Abbey, described back in 1127. It seems to be a large hunting party that typically moves through the area. Tends to be led by uh, Odin. Or, you know, old Germanic is Woden. Uh, Same guy, though. And then others say it's the devil. Or, you know, that might just be the church saying that. Um, Because they don't like him. Right. I mean, anything pagan. They weren't fans of pagan stuff. Right. Anything pagan is like, you might as well just be the devil. 
but it's, it tended to be led by somebody important or seen as important. Sure. And it was a spiritual or ghostly hunting party. Uh, some say it precursed a catastrophe. Some say it's oh. a sign of your own demise. Oh, my God. Or upon seeing the wild hunt, you may be compelled to join, That'd resulting be- in your transportation to the underworld. Wow, that sounds fucking awesome. Or in some cultures, the fairy kingdom. That could be cool, too. Yeah. I'd be cool with either. Some And some, they're the same thing. The underworld and the fairy kingdom are... Uh, who knows? Yeah, punch my ticket to the the. I want the dual ticket. I want the I want the happy fairy kingdom. Yeah, just give me in there. Yeah, how are these fairies? Let me let me know about them. Yeah, are they cool? They seem cool. Fairies are usually cool and very powerful. Hmm. Um, but yeah. So typically, the wild hunt isn't a good omen. No. And like I mentioned earlier. Christians saw it as the devil, leading a demonic host of terrifying hellhounds and goats, which is where our uh, Peterborough Abbey sighting kind of, that's where they kind of lay with this. Yeah. The he-goats tends to be yeah demonic. Yeah, goats and the devil go hand in hand. The horns, they get them. Yeah. Huh. I know. But... The black hounds that were seen outside of that abbey. Were they hellhounds then? Hmm. I mean, I always want to say yes. Right. Because hellhounds are cooler than it just being hounds, right? Yeah, just a couple of dogs, but they're dogs from hell. Oh, right. Oh. All right. All right. I'm sitting up straight. Tell me about these dogs from hell. Yep. Tell well, me about the devil's dandy dogs. <laughs> Well, black dogs have been associated with death forever. We've, I think we've touched on Anubis. Have we talked about him at all? We've touched on Yeah, we've touched on Anubis, I believe, when we're talking about the, I mean, he's uh, the, god of the underworld. The Egyptian stuff. god of death, yeah. underworld. Yeah. Uh, Cerberus, another dog. Yeah. He's got three heads. It's a cool dog. But he guards the underworld. and it's Three good boys. Yeah. It's, it can't be good when you see him, you know? You're probably headed towards the underworld. Yeah, you, you better hope, or if you're like on a visiting trip, you better hope like Hades is like told Cerberus you're coming. <laughs> He's like, hey, look out. He says coming. Yeah. Be nice. But, uh, I mean, there's, what were the, uh, an old episode we did with the Mexican hairless dogs? Uh, the, sh- the show lot. Yeah. Uh, those were. The, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those dogs are, I mean, those dogs were literally associated with hell. Well, with their underworld. With taking people down there, walking them around. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so this is not a new phenomenon here. Um, it's almost just in human history at this point. Yeah, dogs and dogs and death. And folklore. And uh, we could go on with why we think that is, because I've never associated a dog with death. I think it. people used to, I mean, this is just me shooting, shooting what I like to call the shit about... Dogs have always been associated with mankind. They're our best friend in every way. The first animal that, of course, embraced us. We embraced them. Like, hey, we're a team. Cool. Yeah, cats still don't really do that. No, we, they, we just think they're cute, man. We, they should just, you know what I mean? We just yeah. think they're cute. So we encourage. We're enablers. Humans are cat enablers. Those fucking things. They just want to kill you. Yeah, they just haven't figured out how to do it yet. Yeah, they're too. They, they, we got them so small. We just torture. It's basically like we're torturing a tyrant. It's like, 
try it. Oh, you're going to scratch me? Boo-hoo. I'm not going to feed you for a day. Now suffer. Yeah. I've never done that with a cat. I'm just saying if you want to punish <laughs> a cat, it's very easy because it's just a cat. Mm-hmm. But the point is you give it unconditional love and it just doesn't give a shit. It likes to be fed. It yeah. doesn't necessarily like you or it might enjoy your company or notice you're missing. But so opposed to a cat, like with dogs, we've always been around them and people used to view death differently. Mm-hmm. Not as you know, morbid as we do now. So like you'd want a best friend around. You'd want some kind of dog around the dead to care for them, take care of them or protectors, protect the dead. Mm-hmm. I envision there's a whole like steps to get there, but that's, that's why I would associate. I mean, like you, I would never associate dogs as with death, but like the kindness is different. Yeah. You know, I, yeah, old different cultures time. used to be right. Yeah. Yeah. So they're, yeah, but they've been associated with death. Uh, well, black dogs are seen all over the world and are often omens of death. And all over the world, they appear s- to be similar with large, they're large dogs with fiery red eyes. Back to England, though. Black dogs are spotted all across the countryside. They have all sorts of different names and are varied slightly in the details. There's the Barguest. The Hednesford Hellhound, the Grim, Skriker, and that's just to name a few. Love all those names. Yeah, those are all different. Like, there's just a massive list of these like different, supernatural black dogs. Like different classification, like different breeds. Yeah. Oh man. But the black shuck. Hmm. Its fiery marks can still be seen. Today, hundreds of years after it first terrified and terrorized the English countryside. It was August 4th, 1577. The congregation of the Holy Trinity Church in Blytheburg, Suffolk, was at prayer. The large group of people at Mass were suddenly thrown into horror when a loud crack of thunder shook the church and suddenly the doors burst open in a large black beast of a dog ran up the nave past all the terrified churchgoers where the beast then ripped the throats from a man and a boy oh. upon which it ran back from where it came bursting back out the church doors leaving scorch marks on the doors behind it and collapsing the steeple of the church Jesus yeah yikes, yeah. yikes. after this sudden and horrifying attack the black Shuck raced across the Suffolk landscape to make a similar assault on the town of Bungay at the town's church called St. Mary's. Abraham Fleming, the Reverend Abraham Fleming, wrote on, wrote on the attack, and it was published by printing houses in London. So we still have his words. What? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read you it here right now. Thank goodness. I was going to ask if we had these. Mm-hmm. Do we have access to this? We do. Yeah, get this in the airwaves. A strange... Okay, and this is going to be in Old English, so... Yes, I'm excited. Yeah. Good. So this is going to be some fun stuff going on in here. I'm, I'm very pumped about what's about to happen. A strange and terrible wonder wrought very late in the parish church of Bongay, a town of no great distance from the city of Norwich, namely the 4th of this August in the year of our Lord, 1577. In a great tempest of violent rain, lightning and thunder, the like whereof hath been seldom seen with the appearance of an horrible 
shaped thing sensibly perceived of pursued of the people then and there assembled this black do- black dog or the devil in such a lioness god he knoweth all who worketh all running all along down the body of the church with great swiftness and incredible haste among the people in a visible form and shape passed between two persons as they were kneeling upon their knees and occupied in prayer as it seemed wrung the necks of them both at one instant clean backward and so much that even at a moment where they kneeled they strangely died incredible so a lot of those words sound like what we're you what we're used to it, saying yeah. but it's written very differently right you can piece it together which it's, is why my cadence is probably a little strange sh- sure yeah, it's, I mean, it's right. We, you can get the gist, but like, it's not. It's amazing how it, how language evolves. Yes, it it's is great. Uh huh. Because there's also like so much like it's a lot of getting like working its way to the point. Mm-hmm. Where nowadays it's just kind of like this is what's happening. There it is. Yeah. But like, the way it ends is great. Yep. It's so. Good. Yeah. Like, and and drastic. Yep. Scary. Like Jesus. Yeah, so uh, two accounts of like almost the exact same thing. Yeah. Uh, the first telling was in my words, but it was summed up from a n- numerous different things. There was actually no written account of it. Uh, but that that's true. The, the church still, you can see the scorch marks on that door. Jeez, that's awesome. The two terrifying attacks, same same thing, same day. So let's go more into detail about the looks of this creature. Please. As is the case with many of these sightings, accounts vary. However, from uh, the 1901 publication by W.A. Dutt, um, his book was called Highways and Byways in East Anglia, describes the creature in this manner. He takes the form of a huge black dog and prowls along dark lanes and lonesome field footpaths where although his howling makes the hearer's blood run cold his footfalls make no sound you may know him at once should you see him by his fiery eye he has but one and that like the cyclops is in the middle of his head but such an encounter might bring you the worst of luck it is even said that to meet him is to be warned that your death will occur before the end of the year Yikes. So you will do well to shut your eyes if you hear him howling. Shut them even if you are uncertain whether it is the dog fiend or the other voice of the wind you hear. Should you never set eyes on our Norfolk snarly yow, Hmm? you may perhaps doubt its existence. And like other learned folks tell us that this, his story is nothing but the old Scandinavian myth of the black hound of Odin brought to us by the vikings who long ago settled on the norfolk coast okay so i read you this description because you get the description of the black shuck yeah i do but he also throws in something else there the snarly owl yeah what's that it's a different one it's a a dog too yeah what the author used it more as a comparison um good context right but now we have the norfolk snarly owl which is another Similar beast. Oh, man. I'm very pleased. 
And, that, and yeah, and that's what I mean. Like, there's so many of these in England that they're just like. I mean, it's not common by any means, but you know, like you know what I'm what I'm getting at. No, I absolutely like do. they're all over the place. Yeah. Um, so many different black dogs that they tend to kind of get jumbled together, which is why you just hear a black dog, and you get the omen, the grim omen of death or whatever. And I can't even say the grim there because that's a different thing. It's a different dog. Right. Um, And I looked into a little bit about that, and that'll be another one for a different time. Um, Good. But but they all kind of are similar in that vein. So that account also mentioned Odin and his black hounds. So that's a little confusing because Odin is associated. He has two wolves and he has two ravens, but the wolves are kind of just not that important. In mythology, the raven's the big deal. Mm-hmm. It's how he views the world. Um, they're important. They're an important tool. Yeah, the wolves just kind of sit by his side. I mean, good boys. Yeah, so it's kind of misleading there. I don't know where this guy. I mean, this book was written in 1901. So, oh, it's it's got that old stank on it though. I like that. Yeah, so I don't know where when uh where he was getting this from, uh, but it, it seems to be maybe associated with Odin and the Wild Hunt. Which is why I mentioned that earlier. Yes. Because I knew this was one of the big, snar- uh, not snarly, yeah, the black shuck. Yes. And so that's why I got, wanted to get the wild hunt in there because maybe that's where they're getting it as they're leaving. They're believing it's Odin, one of Odin's hounds from his hunting trip. Just got left there or something. I don't know. Sure. I mean, could be. There's a lot going on. Yeah. But the black shuck is... Also, the name Shuck is derived from the old English word Skucka, which is uh, the devil or demon. Oh, man. So some people also think that it comes from just a bastardization of Shaggy, which is like Shug or something like that in old English. Sure. So then you get Shuck. So the old Shuck, Black Shuck, uh, it's got it goes by a few different ones, but the Black Shuck being the most common. Very cool. Regardless, regardless of where its name comes from, though, the Black Shuck is here to stay. Mike Burgess is a Suffolk native that has been collecting sightings and reports of the Black Shuck for more than forty years. His website, called Hidden East Anglia has a section called Shuckland where you can find hundreds of accounts of the Black Shuck. So let's go through some. Please. Because this is where I got lost for a long time. Yes. Just reading. He's got, there's hundreds of these. Because the Black Shuck is still around to this day and has been sighted through the years. So let me uh, sip this because we're going to do a lot of reading here. Let's do it. Take me to Shuckland. We're going to Shuckland. And he's documented all these pretty well, too. And so he's gone through a lot of um, different witnesses and testimonies and everything and has them from books and websites. But I tried to stay on ones that were sent straight to him, like personal accounts. Yes. That him being like kind of the black shuck 
specialist or whatever you want to call it here. What's his name one more time? Mike Burgess. Beautiful. I might be saying that wrong. I don't know. But uh, yeah, he's got locations, dates, and then like who sent them to him like, and when they sent them to him. So I'm just going to read you the accounts though because we don't need all the information. Correct. While staying at his grandparents' house in the village in 1997 or 98, a boy aged six or seven was cycling up and down a lane which ran behind this and other houses with a field beyond it. As he began cycling back to the house, he was terrified by a large black dog which ran after him. The gate to the house, which had been open, was now shut, and the boy crashed into it, at which point the dog vanished in front of him. The witness later described his feeling of pure terror, and the incident will haunt him forever. That was in uh, 2013. Yikes. Well, that's when he got the story. Um, so four or five years ago, my husband was walking up a narrow lane. Chancel Lane, a footpath past Garveston Church. To his left was a large field with no hedges. He suddenly spotted a large dog about 20 yards in front and to the left of where he was walking. It was a large dog about the size of a Labrador and dark in color with the head similar to a boxer dog. Coming up the lane in the opposite direction was a woman walking her two dogs. My husband glanced at them a second then turned to look at the other dog but to his astonishment it had disappeared. There was absolutely nowhere it could have gone in that second, just open field with no crop. It must have vanished as it was about level with the other dogs. The woman in the lane was a stranger to him, or he would have asked her if she saw what happened, as it was in broad daylight. The time of year was autumn. It seemed a natural dog with a very dark, shaggy coat, but with one unusually round face for a large dog. It looked neither right nor left, just trotting along occasionally, lifting his head. It took no notice of the approaching dogs or if anyone or of anyone. It had at least 200 yards to go before reaching any sort of cover, but he only took his eyes off it for a few seconds and it disappeared. Yikes. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are seeing this dog kind of roaming around. Yeah, he's doing his thing. Mm-hmm. He's doing shuck stuff. Yeah. All right. So let's keep going. Okay. So, Mrs. S and her daughter, A, and her daughter's young man, Josh. I don't know why that he gets a name. Because he's excited. Yeah, maybe. He's like, tell him my name's Josh. <laughs> I saw his dog. Tell him it's Josh. Are you sh- yeah, I'm yeah. Josh. Well, right. And some people obviously don't want to give their names. So, right. maybe they broke up and she was like, tell him fucking Josh. Yeah, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so, Mrs. S, A, and Josh. We're walking one one late evening on the market path back from Gillingham as they got over a stile into Geldiston Road. A suddenly said, how that dog did frighten me. The other saw nothing. But A said it was now walking slowly just ahead of them. Mrs. S then heard a thumping sound and A said that we're now just again it, at which Josh then struck about on the road with his stick, hitting nothing. Mrs. S could see it when A took... That's weird. Reading just letters as names. Yeah, right, yeah. Mrs. S could see it when A took hold of her, but lost sight of it again every time she let go. So that's weird. Very much so. They described it as a big black dog, 
or like a black dog, but it didn't keep the same size, and it wasn't any regular shape. At one point, it was bigger than a horse, walking slowly so that it wouldn't get behind them. Josh then found that he, too, could hear the thumping sound. After about a half mile, they passed a three ways known as the Gelders, where the dog then went on before them until it came to the sandy lane, leading to the churchyard, then went off there. Very scared, Mrs. S and A went home while Josh went back to Beckles. It's by a bar. <laughs> oh, yeah, I hope. Yeah. Um, so his dog. What'd you see, Josh? A was born in the chime hours. I have no idea what this means. So she could see things while they found it terrible passing the Gelders since Mrs. S had seen things there before. No idea what any of that means. Oh, my God. But, uh, you know, interesting encounter. Yeah, I dig it. Mm-hmm. Especially the part where it's like, oh, I can see it if I touch you. Oh, nope. Yep. Yeah. In and out. Yeah. It's weird. So the... The dog that haunts Dog's Lane was seen very early one morning in 1927 by a man named William Sturman as he walked from the village northwards to his work at Lodge Farm beside Ravingham Road. He saw an enormous dog with luminous eyes sitting at the corner of Dog's Lane. Although he ran away, the dog didn't follow him. Thank goodness. He's lucky. Mm-hmm. Uh, near the ruined tower of All Saints Church, a cyclist in 1913 saw a ghost dog one night. He was pedaling click- quickly when the dog was suddenly there in front of him, expecting to be thrown from his cycle just before he hit the dog. It ran away into the old but still used graveyard. A man was walking at night over 100 years before in the 18th century. And question mark. Looks like some notes. On the old turnpike road from Hopton and just reached the boundary of Gorleston, when he saw coming towards him a black dog laden with chains, the dog then turned around and walked with him, occasionally uttering a deep, low growl. After a while, the man told it to go away. Good choice. <laughs> Get out of here. Whereupon he was seized and thrown over a nearby hedge. Wow. He remained half dazed until the morning when he found himself in the marshes nearly a half mile further from the place where he had encountered the dog. Oh my God, how far did the dog whip him? <laughs> <laughs> Woo! See you. Yeah. Get out. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Go away. Fuck you. (laughs) You go away. What? Uh Uh-huh. I like how he's just like casually walking along with him. He's like, all right, you keep growling. It's kind of weird. Go away. You're just covered in chains. What is going on? Go away. The dog's like, fuck that. I thought we were friends. Mm Mm-hmm. What? Oh, my God. This poor man. Was alcohol involved this evening? It doesn't say it was. All right. I feel like that would be an obvious omission. I wake up in a bush. That's a, I mean. <laughs> a dog. Walking home from, yeah, I saw a dog. Whoa. And he saw a normal dog. He said, go away. And then he wakes up in a bush. All right. Uh, between 1030 and 11 p.m. One night in either 05 or 06. A woman. Oh, here we go again. Mrs. A. Mrs. A. Saw a creature running at speed along Gorleston High Street. She described it as dog-like, but with longer legs, and said it made mm. the hair on the back of her neck stand up. Ugh. Because of the brevity of that encounter, I'll combine it with the same woman's second sighting of the creature, which occurred 
at about the same time of night in early 06. On this occasion, she was driving along Suffield Road near the police station and heading towards Lowestoft Road. She saw it for only a few seconds running around frantically near the bus stop before it vanished into thin air. Her father was walking down Stradbrook Road towards the same destination, and although he could, he should have been able to see it too, he saw nothing. She apparently drove around for a while looking for the dog but couldn't find anything. So hmm. a lot of people are seeing this, but other people are not seeing it. It seems to be kind of a... It's targeting people. Mm-hmm. I also see this guy being a Suffolk uh, native guy. He's like, got these places pinpointed down. Oh, yeah. And, like, he has even like pictures of like where the sightings were. Like There's not anything in them. It's, it's just like the ground. I think he just goes there Like after like, he, he's like, well, let's see if I can find anything. Here I am. He's been doing this for years. And on his website, it also said that a lot of this information was passed down from somebody else before him that was doing this. Gotcha. Well, I didn't know about him or his site before your deep dive, so I'm glad I know about it now. Mm-hmm. All right, so we got we got more here. And I, I'm i going to read a decent amount of these, but they're, they're nothing compared to how much is on there. I only picked a certain region, too, because he's got broken down by, like, sure. areas. And this is all in Essex, I believe. Okay. And, yeah. It's all over the place. So I actually had to do, I couldn't figure this out when I was doing this research earlier. Uh, I'm not from England, You're as not. you are aware. You are not. That's true. So I was getting very confused about like, what is East Anglia and what is Suffolk and what is Essex and right. all that stuff. So, so how often were you staring at a map? A lot. It's like I just decided to hit up my uh, my like, friend that lives in England and was like, Hey, I need this help. is going to sound ignorant right now, but do you guys have states or like, <laughs> like <laughs> how does this work over there? And he kind of enlightened me. It's all counties. And uh, East Anglia is like how we say like the Midwest. Got it. So it's like a thing, Perfect. but it's not. Got it. Perfect. Yeah. Right. So this is it's like. It's amazing a, how much like other people will know about what we got going on. We don't know anything about what they got going on. Right. And that's why I was just like. I'm just going to reach out to somebody that'll know this. It's good. First-hand source. Like, yeah. help me, help me, fellow citizen of Earth. Mm-hmm. Let's figure this out. Yeah. So, uh, December 1952, a man was driving on the Breck Road leading towards Ampton with two passengers, his sister, the local author, Beryl Dyson, and her husband. Suddenly, a black dog appeared in his headlights in the middle of the road in front of him. This caused him to swerve so violently that he would almost overturn the car. He said that it appeared and vanished in a trice and that there were no hedges or trees beside the road that could have hidden it either from coming or going. Shortly afterwards, two members of his family passed away and he has never forgotten the incidents. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's a connection that you shouldn't be making. Yeah. Or, uh, or is it? Uh, uh. The witness, then age 18 went on a night hike uh, on Sunday, night October hike. 23rd, 1977. Very specific. Sounds like a, a slasher movie title, Night Hike. Night Hike. It does yeah. sound like a... It's like, oh, some kind of exploitation movie. Mm-hmm. Oh. But uh, he went with other members of the 14th Wooten 
Kings Lynn Venture Scout Unit and some Ranger Guides. Cool. Heading south along Petter's Way, about half five the next morning, the party had become rather strung out. At this time, I was about a quarter mile beyond a point called Shepherd's Bush when I saw what looked to be a sheepdog running fast towards me down a slight rise in the road about 200 to 300 yards away. In the instant, whilst I was wondering, sheepdog in this part of the world? (laughs) (laughs) The distance closed quickly, and about 20 yards away, it leapt at me. Ah. I stumbled to my knees as I put my arms up to fend off the anticipated volley and shift my weight to counteract a thrust that never materialized. No. Quickly, I picked myself up and turned around, expecting attack from it from behind. Assuming that it had passed clean over my head, only to find myself again on the quiet country road with no sign of it. Can you imagine if this actually happened to you? Mm-hmm. How would you be able to tell anybody this and have them believe you? Right. I went to punch a dog and it disappeared. What? Uh-huh. Um, so, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So, <clears throat> this is continuing the same letter. Sure. Because uh, these guys would write to uh, Mr. Burgess here. And he said, that basically is my encounter with Shuck. I clearly remember it as a big black dog, in quotes, dog. Yes. In the order of a very large St. Bernard with a wide mouth, teeth very evident, and two large eyes amongst a mass of black fur. At that time, I had never heard of this apparition. In Castle Acre, I told the rest of the party, providing a good laugh all around. Scary. When I got home later on Sunday, my mother informed me of the Black Shuck legend, as an uncle of mine has seen it many years ago. And in later research of my own, I became acquainted with the legend that one is supposed to die before the year is out having seen Shuck. Well, although I sign it to pure non-related coincidence, on October 3rd, 23rd, 1978, just after 11 p.m., I was involved in a road traffic accident as a pedestrian. I was on the critical list for five days and concussed for two weeks, spending three and a half months in the Norfolk and Norwich County Hospital. Subsequently, well, the old bugger had a darn good try. Uh (laughs) How this guy finished his letter. He survived the shock. Mm -hmm. Holy shit. You want me to keep going? I got more. I'm cool with these, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And, and they're all different, too. Like, they're not the same every time. So you, you kind of get. And I just keep, like I already mentioned, kind of, sort of, that just imagining having this experience and then telling someone about it. And then just, like, honestly, like, putting myself in that position. Because that's the best way to have fun with these things. It's like, if what if that was literally me? I was like, what? Then you go home and tell your mom. Right. Like, that guy, mom, was, yeah. that guy was a venture scout. Right. I'm. I was an Eagle Scout and would like go hiking like that all the time. Yes. You went on your fair share of night hikes? Yeah. So like, I never saw that, but had I? Yeah. I've been like, what the fuck is going on here? Or imagine you're out with like a few guys from your troop and like, like the few, like the group might've seen something. Mm-hmm. You, you would never stop talking about that. Right. Like what the fuck was it? It just vanished? No, it didn't. Maybe it was a wolf. I bet it was a dog. It was real dark, though. But it, it just vanished. It wasn't its eyes red? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, geez. Well, 
Yep. That's in my mind forever now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't forget something like that. You you really don't. So this guy gave his name. Okay. Uh, Mr. Graham Grant, then aged 34, was... Gra- Graham Grant? <laughs> uh, fine. Maybe, maybe it's a fake name. I don't know. Fine. Graham Grant. Yeah. All right, Graham Grant. He was the Coast Guard officer on solo duty on Wednesday, April 19th, 1972. What year? 72. Okay. In the Coast Guard station on Gorleston South Pier, he was scanning the beach area north of the pier through his binoculars when, at about 4.45 a.m., he saw a large black hound-type dog on the sand. At first, he ignored it, but then he looked back and watched it for a couple minutes, running over the beach and stopping as if looking for someone. Then as he watched, it vanished right in front of his eyes. Although he kept looking at the dog, did not reappear. He thought at first that it had dropped into a hole, then confirmed through his binoculars that the beach had been bulldozed flat earlier. He felt the experience remarkable and quite a shock, in quotes. Again, I bet. Mr. Grant had transferred from the Isle of Sheppey only the previous year and had never heard of any of the local tales of old Shuck until he mentioned the incident later to his colleagues, and one of them, a native of Cromer, told him the legends. Oh, boy. The dog was about 50 yards from the sea edge when it just faded away as if a veil of fine silk had been drawn over it. Creepy. The weather was overcast at the time with a force eight wind from the northwest. I don't know what that means. That's nautical terms. The colleague who had told him about old Shuck and the ominous nature of its appearances collapsed and died on July 1st of that year. Mr. Grant told his father in York who died of heart failure four weeks later. It's February 1973. Don't tell your dad. Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't be telling you. What the fuck? <laughs> well, you didn't see it, though. I did not. So it's not... That's different. Yeah. That's that's different. Hopefully. For well, your sake. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. In about 2008, a woman and her partner were driving on the B1123 road from Blyford to Halesworth. I know that place. Right. Yep. Between 9 p.m. and 11 p.m. At some point, the car's headlights allowed the woman to see ahead of them a large creature emerged from the hedgerow on the oh. right-hand side. Been there. It was described as heavy-built, black, dog-like, too big for a dog, too small for a cow. I, I, never, <laughs> I never compare things to cows. Well, it's too big for a dog. <laughs> right. Too small for a cow. <laughs> With shaggy fur, a long matted tail, and a very large head with large pointed ears. As it walked across the road in front of the car, it turned its head to look at them, its eyes reflecting as yellow in the headlights, then disappeared through the hedge on the other side. The witness felt scared because she couldn't identify the creature. The woman's partner in the passenger seat did not see it. The witness's son connects this encounter with the black shuck, of which it is said locally that you see someone close to you will die. We already kind of knew that at this point. Right, this means bad shit. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I got a few more here. Well, they're scary. Yeah. Again, nighttime, secluded road, out in the open. Yeah. And then just this thing. Maybe I have to take some weird convoluted drive home from your house tonight. Just maybe I'll see something. Maybe. Hopefully not the black chuck. Yeah, something else. 
Let's hope for something else. Give me a big, give me a big muddy. Yeah. Because all he's going to do is like, no, I'm not debating and walk just back into the high fucking woods. Yelling yeah. noises. This, he's going to screech and I'm going to be like, shut the fuck up, big muddy. <laughs> Go home. Yeah. You're annoying. And he's just making this shrieking sound. I'm not going to replicate it. All right. Well. Yes. Shall we? Yeah, I'm cool. Yeah, we can get into some shock. We can. We got a couple short ones here. Yeah. In the spring of about 1965, the male witness was in his garden one afternoon when a large black dog with long hair appeared, traveling at great speed, and then disappeared. About two to three weeks later, the brother-in-law of the witness's wife died. Brother-in-law of the witness's wife. I mean, sure. Yeah. At about midnight on the summer of 1996, a couple, couple and their teenage daughter were walking home from the amusement arcades down an unlit lane that led to a caravan park where at least three... Whatever. They're not important. In a nearby garden, they allegedly saw a large, dark dog with glowing red eyes that was snarling, unlike any dog we had ever heard. They were very frightened of it, but after a few yards, the snarling stopped. The father looked back, and it had vanished. You know what I wish I would have... If I lived in a more populated area and had a dog... Man, if I could give him some kind of harness to make him look like he had growing glowing red eyes, just freak everyone the just like fuck out. Just put some out. weird glasses on him. Uh, yep. Uh huh. And he just and then he try and shake it off. He looked real scary. Mm-hmm. Just imagine giving somebody that story. Uh, that but back in back in the day, that would not have been possible to even try and do. So. Yeah, just get some LED sunglasses on him. Oh, yes. <laughs> Go run around. Um, yeah. So that glue lights to his head. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. Um, the witness, I'm continuing on. Yes, please do. Uh, oh, and that last pair said they've had nothing but bad luck since. Uh, but the next one, the witness, then a young woman was sitting alone in the lawn one afternoon at her mother's house when a massive, great black dog that was horrible to see suddenly appeared at her side crying. She tried to push it away, but then it was gone. Her mother and aunt were indoors and saw and heard nothing. Sometime later, the witness, who was heavily pregnant, had to go to a nursing home at Hernsby in urgent need of a doctor. I'm guessing that means something different than what we think yeah, of as a nursing home. Correct. A doctor then came straight from Caster Beach, where a man had been blown up by a mine. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck is that little addition? Hold on. <laughs> oh my point. What the fuck? Is there a point or is this yeah. a little cool anecdote? No. The doctor was later overheard saying that she had nearly died in her pregnancy. She was afterwards told that the dog was old Shuck and that he had come to warn her of death and that the man being killed by the mine had thus saved her own life. Oh, there's f- some goddamn <laughs> bargaining shit going on here? Yeah. He's got to take somebody? Like yep. somebody's got to go? And have we established the Shuck is just around? He's like an omen? He's not the one taking the souls, is he? Um, not we don't know, right? I, mean, I don't un- know if anybody's un- ever asked them. It's unclear. Well, somebody should find. Well, never mind. Nobody should do that. Nobody should go out finding him. Although apparently this guy dedicated his whole website to investigating him. Mm-hmm. Which again, that's the. F- you know why he did that? Because that guarantees he'll never see it. <laughs> and he'll live forever. He'll. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's his what, plan. That's one try immortality. All right. I've seen old Shuck as he was known between Langham and Blakely, Blakeney 
at a small wooden known as Sparrow Hill. My friend and the and I were cycling home one night about nine o'clock when it was dark. We could hear a dog running between us. We went slow, then quick, but he was still with us. Just a gray shape, so we stopped and got off our bikes. My friend held the bikes while I went behind and bent down and put my hands near the ground, but there was nothing there. Mm. We got on our bikes and rode on. He was still with us till we got to the next crossroads. Crossroads, man. And that's where he left us 56 years ago. Ah, 56 years ago. Mm-hmm. So these people are like holding you, on to these stories for a long time. Imagine talking about a monster you saw 56 years ago. Holy shit. Or something you can never find an answer for just happened, and you still wonder, mm-hmm. and then no one has an answer for you, and just sits in your mind. Yeah. Yikes. A black dog with yellow eyes that oh. had red centers to them. Of course it did. It's said to haunt Eccles Sand Dunes at midnight. It has reportedly been seen there, and those who see it, its eyes will die. Oh my God. Um, this was a anonymous call to this guy, yeah, that guy in the want, 80s. He didn't want to deal with this shit. Yeah. Another one, my informant had spoken with a man about in about 1938 to 1939, shortly after he had seen Black Shuck, which he described as a big black retriever with a brass collar. He had been uh, to Kessingland to visit a sick person and was cycling back very late at night when the dog was suddenly on top of him. He couldn't stop in time and seemed to go right through the animal, which he said was very like the dogs often so taken on board boats by skippers. I know. He, that, <laughs> I, I got it. I know what that means. He connected yeah. its appearance with the loss soon afterwards of the fishing boat, Shore Breeze, although he didn't know the exact losses. He knew it had been a big disaster for the town. Don't do that. Don't just make don't just make connections like that. Don't do that. Yeah, well, it's called a jump to conclusions. Yeah, it's quite a leap. Uh, in early 2000s, two witnesses were walking on uh, Gunton Cliffs, having left a park, presumably near someplace, when they saw a black dog <laughs> running on its hind legs towards the park. Its although, hind legs? Yeah. Although it was a misty night, they could see it was about seven feet tall with a small head compared to its body. What the fuck is that? Glowing yellow eyes the size of coffee mugs. The dog apparently paused, looked at them, and then continued running. I mean, if I saw that, I wouldn't. I don't know what I would be able to do. <laughs> Just like, ah, well. Yeah. Okay, I live in this world. So some uh, some of them say that the, the things appear to be floating or like its legs are moving, but not running. Like uh, almost like it floats above the ground, kind of. I mean. So maybe that's what they saw. Maybe they thought it was on two legs, but it was just seven feet tall. I kind of I know what that looks like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just moving faster than it should be going. And it's right. Could be floating. Floating makes sense. Yeah. So that's what. Uh. I mean, that's just. I mean, I read you a good amount of these. And you did. We'll, we'll take a. We'll take a break from that. No, we're good. But, but uh, I mean, yeah, you get the idea. Like absolutely. This has been seen for years. Weird fucking from dogs, ghost spirit dogs, phantom dogs, dark dogs mm-hmm. have been seen in England. People see a thing. The black shuck. Yeah. And this is just one, just one, all in the same area. I mean, that's an encyclopedia that needed to exist, you know. Right, that's breeds, why when, when breeds I... Breeds of hellhounds. When I found this one dedicated to this specific one, I was like, oh, man. 
and then I just read so many of them. Would this be a dumb question to ask? Like, this is clearly a hellhound-type creature. What differentiates this from other hellhound-type creatures in these situations? Mm, I don't know that exactly. That's okay. Because I didn't... But these are just thoughts I I had to stay focused. Understood. Well, that's kind of where I was wrapping it up here, is uh, are are they hellhounds? Like, what are they? Right. Because people see them, they disappear. Like, I know you and I both watch Supernatural, and it's kind of like... Yes. How they portray them in that show where yes. the person they're coming for sees them. Right. Nobody else can see them. It's, you just hear it. it. It's also it's also a very clever television trick because you, you then like, you don't have to do a bunch of CGI. No, and it's horrifying. Right. No, it's cool. It's very um, good. But yeah, so like, are they hellhounds in that sense? Like, are these demon dogs come to, you know, exact retribution for... Mm demonic entities right um, enforcing the law are they just lost as guardian hunting dogs well that's sad <laughs> yeah Aww. yeah did ragnarok come and uh the dogs got left behind and spay and neuter your fucking hellhounds guys <laughs> come on entities yeah don't just let fido fuck suzanne it's a hellhound and then <laughs> go about your business yeah like, you got to Keep your shit together. Yeah, Come so on, I, guys. That is an envision a hellhound pound, and it was very sad. The hellhound pound. <laughs> yeah, just fire and chains and fences, and looks like a normal pound, but more fire. More fire, yeah. yeah a lot more fire. Mm-hmm. I but yeah, I mean, it, it seems like a hellhound to me, and almost, you know. Yeah. Or it's just because it can vanish, like. Right. It's 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 an it's not a. It's not corporeal. Correct. Corp- corpor- yes. Corporeal. Correct. Whatever. I like I liked how you said it the first time. I was yeah. Say it. Mm-hmm. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah, but that's the uh, kind of the legend of the black shuck there. It's well, he goes back to the 1500s or possibly 1100s. He rules. Yeah. But I follow up. There's a web comic on Instagram called Little Black Shuck. He just goes on adventures. So is it just a black dog that goes on? Well, he's like a spiritual dog. Oh. Like, so, but I mean, like, he's he's nor, he's unusual. He's got some powers, but it's just, so every once in a while, those are my feet. Those are fun. That sounds fun. <laughs> yeah, it's a good concept. I'll have to look that up. Yeah. But I didn't know that was specific to perhaps England, so that's very cool, too. Well, I mean, that's where the black shuck is. The, right. Like old shuck. This sure. one. Uh, but black dogs, like I mentioned earlier, are all over the place. Oh, yeah. Like it's not even like Western culture, just like culture. Yeah, like they're everywhere. So like that's a whole thing. Like what's that? We humans have all these, and like if these are like default programs where we envision like black like phantom demon dogs, like why is that in our heads? What does that mean? Like if that's just a weird if if this whole imagery is just a weird combination of just our biology and stuff. Like how is why is that what we see? Crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, what does that even mean? I have no idea. I have no just, idea either. Tossing out questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. The Legend of the Black Shuck. Well, Black Shuck. If you got questions about the Black Shuck, mm-hmm. I mean, we have a, you can email us at weirdandfeardpodcast at gmail.com on all the uh, social medias. Mm-hmm. And on that Patreon. Find us there and... Help tell, us keep everything ad-free. Yeah, tell us how you feel and keep things ad-free. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. yeah. But it's, it's not uncommon for me to get a dose of information and then just sit at the end of an episode and be like, just absorb it. It's not good audio. No. But that's, how I feel, that's how I feel right now. It's mm-hmm. like, wow, man. Jesus. Yeah, we laid a lot of stuff out there. But check out that guy's website. It looks like it's um, it's been a website since 05. Solid. He's been doing stuff since for 40 years, it says. But that website still looks like it was made in 05. I mean, most of them do. It was updated in 2020, though. He's oh. got, he keeps a tally on when it's updated. Yeah. Newest sightings, all that kind of stuff. So it's good. Check it out. Yeah, I plan on it. Everybody else should, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, plan on that and plan on doing something else. Staying spooky. Staying spooky. Oh, uh-huh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Das Spookenstein. All right, I'll let it go. <laughs> All right. Stay spooky, guys. Stay spooky. All right, bye. Bye. <laughs>